Hello everyone, welcome back to Zenix English Podcast. It's that time again, yes. We are recording an episode of the podcast and this time I'm sitting here with Michaela. Hello Michaela. Hey Zenix, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you yourself? I'm good. Doing all right? Yeah. Now, this might come to my listeners as a surprise, but we are actually speaking from London. Yay! Right? That's incredible, isn't it? Because my listeners... I didn't tell my listeners about this at all. I've been raving about going to England mm-hmm. for work Yeah. for ages. Okay. And when it happened, I didn't, when, when it was about to happen, I didn't want to jinx it, so I didn't mention it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I will tell them when I'm at the job. When you're here? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, only one of my friends know I'm back because I left the UK in May yeah. to go to Spain yeah. to do my CELTA course. Okay. And the whole the kind of idea was they might not see me for a while mm-hmm. because I was either going to stay in Spain or maybe travel again. And the last time I kind of went backpacking, it was supposed to be for a year mm-hmm. and I came home two and a half years later. Mm-hmm. So they were all quite... Yeah, right, you're not coming back. So, yeah. yeah. So, now so it's you, you like to be in a similar position, like you don't want to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to jinx things. You don't want to jinx things, touch wood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the question, I, I guess the, the first question has to be, how did we end up here? Okay. Okay, yeah. so, who goes first? You go first. I go yeah. first. Okay, so, basically... About, I don't know when it was, but let's say six days, five days ago, mm-hmm. I posted a um, rather depressive comment on Facebook, mm-hmm. which I normally don't do, but it just happened. I was feeling blue that day, mm-hmm. saying that I really have to go somewhere. I have to go out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. For the same reason I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I had been talking about this for ages and I was feeling like, you know... Like, the, you know that feeling when you tell all of your friends that you're going to do it and then you stop trusting yourself yeah. and you stop, then you start doubting, mm-hmm. like, can I actually do this? Will I be able to do that? Mm-hmm. So I was losing, like, all this confidence and self-belief. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> suddenly, so, what, so they, what happened was that I've got uh, friends all around the world, some of them English teachers or people who are kind of related to this mm-hmm. industry. And they were really suggesting to me where I should go because I was open to more options. As we said, that we are in England, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, but I was open to more options. Okay. Um, I was even considering Asia or the Middle East. Mm-hmm. There was uh, I've got a friend in Qatar. Yeah. So that was one of the places I was thinking about. So mm-hmm. I could apparently make a lot of money there. Or some other places in Europe. Obviously, English England had been my dream for a lo- uh, lot of time because I used to work here. Mm-hmm. So th- they were like, there was like a lot of people uh, posting comments suggesting where I should go. Yeah. And one of them got back to me. I have to say thanks to that person. And it's my, actually my Delta tutor. Okay. Yeah. So she um, said that she'd heard that one of her ex, um, ex-candidates mm-hmm. was um, advertising a job in England. Okay. And they desperately need a teacher. Yeah. So I called them up. I had another phone call, and here I am. 
Okay. So that's that's the story. It, it happened really, really fast. I had to decide. I basically had to decide within two hours. No, I didn't have to decide within two hours. I did decide mm-hmm. within two hours. And then I had one day, and then and I had to book the flight, mm-hmm. which was extremely expensive for me. And then the next day I was flying. So... Yeah, so very quick. We we would say quick turnaround. Yeah, quick yeah. turnaround. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was I was ready to have a nice summer off after a really demanding year. Okay. Uh, busy year, I, I should say. Yeah. So how about you? How's how's um, your story? I think a similar story to yours of um, of how quick it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I. I Without boring your listeners, I've um, I'm a graduate um, from Coventry in England. Okay, so that's, that's basically the West Midlands. All right. So what what's your, what is your field? It's not My English f- teaching, is it? No, mm-hmm. no. Um, I'm hoping this is what I'm the start of a new career for me. Okay. Um, my my degree was law with philosophy. Mm. Um, I decided a while back not to pursue law as a career to be okay. a solicitor. Um, I worked. When I graduated, I went travelling, mm-hmm. and I went to Africa, Australia, and New Zealand. And like I said, I, I meant to go for a year, and then I traded my ticket in, and two and a half years later, I came home. Um, so you're a globe trotter. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> had the passion for not being in the UK, put it that way. <laughs> um, so I basically almost kind of fell into work of when I came home. I was this person that felt, wow, I've got all these experiences now. Yeah. Um, but the house prices had shot up. Mm. Friends of mine had bought houses and now I was having to face what they, the same kind of house they bought was now 50, 60,000 pounds mm. more, mm. which obviously I couldn't afford. Yeah. Um, what kind of career did I want? And sometimes people didn't, employers didn't seem to give any um, consideration yeah and, and, and credit almost yeah. to the things that I had done abroad yeah. it was a bit like oh yeah okay so your Who degree gets, is yeah. now two and a half years old and you haven't done a proper job for a while <laughs> okay. um, although I did work in law firms in Australia I couldn't get legal work in New Zealand so I went back to doing hospital administration mm-hmm. which I'd done in the UK before mm-hmm. I left so anyway I Probably coming back from Africa, I was a bit kind of passionate about I'm going to do something that, that means something, not just sit in an office. Right, so hang on a second. Where yeah. in Africa? Uh, first time I did an organised um, trip, so it was very much a, they took you on the safari, mm. Cape Town up to Victoria Falls, going through South Africa, oh. Namibia, Botswana and into Zim. Okay. So That's the south of Africa. Yeah. But I think that was about two and a half week trip. Mm-hmm. When I went back... I was there for nearly five months and I went from Cape Town mm. up to Uganda mm. and I did this on my own. I didn't do organised trips mm-hmm. and I went through, um, well, a shout out to Swaziland because I did go there for a little while, so it's a principality. Okay. Um, but I went through Mozambique, um, so South Africa, Mozambique, Malawi, Zimbabwe, Tanzania. Mm. I got off the bus in Kenya just to transfer to go to Uganda. Okay, that counts, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I haven't been there. I haven't, I haven't been in Africa. So. Okay. Um, it was my, my big thing of I wanted to see gorillas in the wild, mm. because unfortunately, and it's more about ecology, but I think they, 
And did potentially you manage oh, yeah. to see gorillas in the wild? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have been five meters from a silverback, mm. and I have a lovely picture, even if I say so myself. <laughs> um, so yes, I got to do that. I got to when I was away. I did two skydives. I've been hang gliding, power gliding, yeah. learned to scuba dive. Okay. Dive with sharks, blah blah blah. So it's a bit, a, mir- bit of a miracle that you're here with us so. <laughs> <laughs> after oh, all yeah. those um, yeah. so <laughs> dangerous I, had experiences. Fun. Came home looking for jobs, and basically I was looking at government jobs. And with my law degree, I had the offer of a job working for the insolvency service. Mm. So people that were basically going bankrupt. Yeah. Now this was back in two thousand and two. Okay. So maybe if you had a crystal ball, I should have gone with the insolvency service because when the financial crisis hit, I would have been very busy. Yeah. But I, having gone to Africa and seen poverty and etc., yeah. etc., et I went for a recruitment day and it was working with um, young offenders, so mm. children that had committed crimes. Yeah. And I have to give the director credit because he spun a very good tale that made it sound like it was a brilliant job. <laughs> And it was, we are group four, we are a global company. Yeah. And having just come back from abroad, I'm thinking, wow, someone's going to pay me to go back abroad again? I was like, cracking. Utter, and I'm not going to swear because it's your podcast, but... It almost seemed too good to be true. Well, I think I was very naive. As much as I'd travelled around the world for a while, I think I was very naive about the employment and what they say to get you into the job and then how a job actually works in reality. Yeah. Put it that way. So I started work, my career, I worked with um, children, um, teenagers that were... Young I, offenders. Young offenders, so they were, I, it was a secure training centre. Right. So you can't actually send these to prison, right, can you? Yes, they it, have was. To be, it was you a secure can. unit, yes. Secure unit, that means that's some sort of like... I, in a very, very loose term, and if any of your listeners have ever worked for Group 4 or a secure training centre, they might go, uh, no, hmm. but... Basically, I always very simplistic level say prison for children. Prison for children. So obviously, it's not the same level of security and no. all that like you, as for adult. No, but obviously things have changed, and I yep. have been out of that industry, but that particular part of the industry for a while. Mm. So it may have changed again. Yeah. But at the time, you had secure training centres, mm. which is what I did. Mm. So ideally, you are training the children to yep. behave. Yeah. Then you had um, YOI, which stood for Young Offenders Institute. Mm, mm. And then, as we used to say, Big Boys Prison. Then you had mm. HMP, so, Her Majesty's Prison. So when, when you came to this job, yeah. did they give you induction? Did, you mm-hmm. didn't know how to do this, mm-hmm. right? So they taught you everything. But yes. That, that, that can be pretty hard, right? You have to... I don't think it's, it, can, it can all be just learned. You have to have... Oh, no, no. Like, we, you we have to had have the attitude, right? seven weeks full-time training... Mm. Um, to become a, like, a badged custody officer. Uh, one week of that was restraint technique training. Hmm. Um, restraint technique ter- ter- training. Yeah. Training. So if, if basically... If, some, it, if somebody goes nuts, yes, you, you to, to take ho- care to of hold, them. To hold them. Oh, so it's like we're talking almost martial arts here. Kind ish. of yeah. self-defense or something like that. A little bit, yeah. yeah to, to make sure, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so long story short, I, I did the training. Yeah. Um, and I think having been a graduate, I was kind of like, okay, here's the rule book. Yeah. So uh, whenever the kids, were, you know, so if they called me a bitch, right, I'm taking your telly off you. Because that's what the rule book said. You know, if they were, if they were verbally abusive. Would, would they? 
God, all the time. Really? <laughs> all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the nature of the job, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, And they, they prepared you for that? Yeah, I remember. You knew what you were getting yourself into? In theory. In, in theory? In, in theory, is obviously different than practice. <laughs> because I remember being told, kind of go home, look in the mirror, okay? If you've got a big spot on your chin, if you've got a fat ass, they're going to tell you, hmm. okay? Yeah. So just acknowledge it or, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's different than when you're actually doing the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I, I had suffered from acne, so I had bad, bad mm. skin. Mm -hmm. So obviously that didn't really help for your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never been a skinny person. Okay. Uh, I have a passion for chocolate. I want to be skinny. But, That might um, be the reason. You know? Yeah, but um, <laughs> a passion for food. <laughs> um, but basically, I've always kind of had it. Yeah. I'd love to be a supermodel, but I don't just want to survive on lettuce leaves. So, so you made a, you made yeah. a decision. And, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm working primarily with um, males hmm. and, and male um, offenders. Okay. Um, and I remember... Again, long story, so I'm not going to go into all this, but yes, it was difficult oh, when I first started. This is started. a good story, listen. Okay. I've heard it. I like it. Um, <laughs> so I, I know it was difficult when I first started the job, mm -hmm. okay? And I was living at home at the time, so if you were to listen to my mum, she thought I was almost suicidal because I'd come home, and you felt like you were kind of being bullied. Yeah. And I was 26 at the time. Wow. So you're almost feeling like I'm being bullied by like a bunch of 13, 14, yeah. 15-year-olds, yeah. you know? And I remember I said to one of my supervisors, what was I doing wrong? And he, he was ex-army, a, a lot of the mm. men there were ex-army or ex-forces. And I always remember he sat down with me and he, he was, it was a lovely bloke, mm. um, but he was definitely, as we would say, probably very down to earth. Yeah, okay? yeah, big. So he said to me, first off, he went, he said, well, first off, he said, you're a bird, aren't you? For your listeners that don't... Bird means bird, a girl. In, yeah, yeah, English. It's, so it means, it's, it means it's you're... It's slang for girl. For a woman, yeah? For a woman, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and then he said to me, and then he said, and you're an educated bird at that. <laughs> and I was like, and guys, seriously, I'm sure there's people that are on the podcast that have got <laughs> master's degrees and are way more clever well, than me. I'm sure there are some. But... I was like, well, yes, I've been to university, I have a degree, but trust me, I had to work for it. I'm not, doesn't yep. come easy to me. Yep. And I was like, yeah. And then the third thing he said to me, I always remember like in the list, and he said, and you're not streetwise, are you? And I was oh, like, no, yeah. no, no. Okay, to explain to our listeners, streetwise is like practical. Streetwise, practical, practical and maybe... Yeah. Like um, to, to not yeah. people like to, you know... Yeah, it's almost like if somebody said, if you're streetwise... If you dropped me off in the middle of London with no yeah. money, could I get home? Could I be, mm -hmm. could, could I be resourceful? You know, yeah. and would I know how to interact with people mm -hmm. and kind of get by and be very yeah. um, resourceful? Yeah. And I yeah. remember saying Makes no. Sense. So, for example, I wasn't somebody at school that that trumpeted or absconded from school. You wouldn't have caught me smoking behind the bike sheds. I certainly didn't do yeah. smoke weed. And, you know, etc. You, you followed the rules. Yeah. Obey. So therefore, I wasn't streetwise. Mm -hmm. And so he was, and I said, no, no, obviously not. You know. Good judgment of character there on him. So yeah, and he, so I think what he was kind of saying to me was that the kids almost saw me as a threat because they couldn't understand me. Yeah. As much in a way as I couldn't understand them. Yeah. They were the exact opposite of you. Actually, yeah. Right. And so, 
I think once I realised and actually took on board that they said, be yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm not good at football. I I don't play computer games because that wasn't... And and I wasn't so much a a member of staff. And not that they should do it, but they used to. Mm. Play, fight with the kids, wrestle and... Right, just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's difficult because they obviously would say, if you wrestle with them, if you play, fight, someone will get hurt and then it could turn into something different. But anyway... I wasn't that person. I wasn't mm. that member of staff. Mm. So, but what I did over the years and doing this kind of work, realised you get comfortable in your own in your own skin and your own yep. personality, and said, okay, I'm not that person, mm. but I'm me. And if you want to talk to me, if you want not necessarily advice, but not to be judged or just have mm. a chat, mm. um, I'm a fairly good listener. Yep. If you want to. Um, you know, have more of a mothering kind of mm. figure. You know, you mm. want you can find bond. Yeah, they so can find bond with I you. remember at one point I did. I bought in um, face packs. Okay, what is that? You know, like when you you have like um, you go to the beauticians and you have like the white gunk and stuff put on your face with cucumber slices on your I'm eyes. Saying as if I should know that, but okay, I've seen that. I've seen that on Google Images. Yeah, yeah. Danik probably has done it, people, but he. <laughs> I have never done it, but yeah. I don't know. So I, I, had, I, I had a unit of young offenders. Okay. okay? And sometimes you got to realise that these kids had had a very tough upbringing. Mm-hmm. They probably hadn't had a very positive role model. Yeah. And some things, they were, sometimes they maybe hadn't had chance to be children. Yeah. So the one time I'm like, right guys, if you behave, I will bring stuff in for you. So that was mm. always a big thing that you they could see you doing something for them. Right, so you would kind of... So I remember I bought in like face packs and I had a, a face steamer. Yeah. And I think we've got cucumber slices in. So I've got like, and I remember one of my lads, he's got his face in the face steamer, you know. And he's, and he, and he's sweating and he sticks his head up and he goes, Oh, is this Michaela? Am I done yet? And I went, No, babe, five more minutes. And he's like, Fucking hell, it's hot in here. Because <laughs> that, that was the, you know, don't swear, but put your face back in. Yeah. And, um, and so I remember doing that with them. And I remember one of the managers coming and I got one of my lads lying on the couch with a face pack on. <laughs> And cucumbers on his eyes, right? And one of the managers came down and he said, I don't know, he said, call yourself a young offender. He said, you're meant to be hard. Breaking the law and look at you now. Because he was like, he says, I'm a, I'm a pause looking better, mate. <laughs> but these are kids that haven't had a childhood. They yeah, haven't yeah, had yeah. fun. Yeah. So, so you found a way. I found a way to, yeah. So that they would actually respect you. And I, to, think, I think respect is... is um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean... I think I, I think one day I woke up and all I can say is it didn't hurt anymore when yeah. they were calling me names, etc., yeah. etc. Maybe I felt a little bit more confident mm. or just I let it go. Yeah. And I think I also maybe let go a little bit of the rule book. Mm. So mm. I didn't just go, they've done that, therefore yeah. they lose that. Yeah. And I suppose I learned to negotiate more with them. Yeah, yeah. And so, they, 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 could, they could appreciate it, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. That's, that's um, how it works. But yes. Sometimes. I think back now, and I think back to how regimented I was in that particular field. Mm-hmm. Regimented, it means like rigid and like yes. following the rules. Yeah. And, okay. And I think maybe I can almost imagine my colleagues that would have come on in an afternoon shift and probably thought, oh God, Michaela's been on. We will have nothing to, to play with because mm-hmm. if they had maybe yeah. six privileges, yeah. They could have lost all five of them on my shift, five out of six, because every time they, you know, they've yeah. done something wrong. Yeah, I can imagine. Rather than negotiate 
and say that's your first warning, <laughs> I'd have gone, right, there goes your telly. There goes your radio. And you're not going out tonight either. So, to be fair, to the afternoon shift, they'd be thinking, oh, my God, there's nothing left for me to take off them because I'm following Michaela's shift. <laughs> so, I think that was a very steep but interesting learning yeah. curve. Yeah. So I did that job, blah, blah, blah. How long did you do it for? Nearly three years. Three years, okay. I did um, what they call training assistant, then I was a supervisor, mm. and then I moved over to do community review officer. Mm. So that was... So it's like the highest position. Oh, no, 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 no not the highest, no. but it, it was in what it was they call youth offending services. Okay. And I would go visit them when they were in mm. the community, yeah. and I was no longer on the units. Mm. Oh, it was kind doing, of doing the shift work. Yeah, so I you were not in touch with the kids, like direct. Like it was not the. I was their case manager then. Case so. manager, so you were not like educating them and uh, re-educating them. No. In a different way. In a different oh. way. Okay. Okay. So then, what happened? Then I basically wasn't getting promoted there. Okay. Um, I didn't have a social work degree. I had a law degree, but not a social that's work degree. ridiculous, because I'm sure you were doing a better job than maybe. Well, it, it, uh, it, that's, a, that's a frustrating thing I have it with, is. with I, the English system. Yeah. Well. In, that, in that field, it seems to be the social work degree is very, very, very valued. Mm. Okay? I'm not saying it's, a, it's, it's an unvalued yeah. profession, but to me, I'm doing the job. I, I am a graduate, yeah. but because I haven't got that specific degree... Yeah. It, it counts against you. Mm. Now, I understand if I wanted to be a doctor and I hadn't done a medical degree, but we're not talking the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and is different because this is this can be learned, you know. Yeah, I it's think so. Things that can be learned. Yeah. I mean, it's always difficult, isn't it? Like, you should have some sort of... I think year, a few years back, they wanted to make social workers and they wanted to make social work a recognised profession. Yeah. So they scrapped the diploma. Yeah. They made it more professional by bringing in the degree. Yeah. But I think they also, they made it difficult because mm. people are doing the job doesn't mean just because you're a social work graduate yeah. can do the job. Anyway, yeah. so I also then started to think that, you know, when you're in the secure setting, eventually the kids will do what you say. They will comply mm. because you are an island, you know? Mm. I mean, they literally are locked up, so yeah. they either comply or they don't, yeah. depending on how long they're in there for. Mm. Um, and as a general rule and, and maybe an experiment in human behaviour nine times out of ten they will start to comply yep. because they start to realise hang on mm -hmm. if I want access to a TV in my bedroom at night yep. then I need to stop telling Michaela she's a fat bitch mm -hmm. there we makes, go makes sense it's, it's, this is the system and it's good that it works yeah. nine out of ten is not too bad actually however when you talk and maybe here's a word for your listeners <laughs> about recidivism Okay, that that's when it reoccurs. Yeah, yeah. Then it comes back. Yeah. So yeah. basically, if you're the aim of Re any kind of secure setting is to reduce reoffending. And there's a word a noun is recidivist, right? Is that, is that I think so. Is that correct? I've used recidivism. That was what we were told. Yeah, yeah. So you know, to, in in that area. Yeah. So, um, and I, I then was there long enough sometimes to see kids come back, hmm. and. I also started to kind of think, hang on a minute here, they're doing what I say because they can't get out of these four walls. Yeah. And maybe the big challenge is to be in the community yeah. when you, ha you haven't got, as I would say, your keys and your radio and your response team ready to lock somebody in their room if they weren't behaving. Hmm. So, again, I, I went to work um, for charities um, 
being paid, I wasn't a volunteer. Um, so I worked in um, short stay accommodation. And basically it was 16 to 24 year olds, either homeless or on the verge of homelessness. Hmm. It got, gave me exposure to the social care system and the welfare state hmm. in, in the UK. I did that for about nearly three years in, in one particular unit yep. and then moved on to the same organisation mm-hmm. but I was seconded to the role of, of day centre manager which was 18 plus so there at the day centre I was exposed to a lot more people with class A addiction, mm. a lot more people. Drug dealers. Yeah. and a lot Drug takers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that have got um, serious mental health, alcohol mm. issues, um, lots of problems where when I used to say somebody got a drug problem I meant that I caught them smoking weed at that particular um, place a drug problem meant they were on methadone and they were probably scoring at the same time much different level obviously yeah they they were on class A's I I was a manager there so to be fair I never did the as much hands on work I had project workers Mm -hmm. that did that Um, so they would be able to tell you way more interesting stories than I could um, and then I did um, through some funding cuts I became homeless intervention team leader and it got to a point again where I was frustrated with the organisation mm-hmm. thinking they weren't doing it frustrated with the system and yeah. certainly with adults that were taking the mick out of the system So taking the mick out of the system means to make fun of yeah. it's just to, for our listeners it's a nice expression yeah um, mm-hmm. because I know that some of your listeners will be around the world and some of them where there isn't a welfare state mm-hmm. and you can get into a political discussion here and I'm not as, as au fait with that but there was at the time David Cameron was talking about big society, everyone being part of the community, yeah. blah 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 to me what they didn't pick up on was benefit system have allowed second, third and sometimes now fourth generation of people that have grown up on the benefit system on mm-hmm. welfare state so the amount of people that basically saw it as their entitlement. Yeah. And I was getting very frustrated by saying, I'm a single person and no children. Yeah. I don't, I'm not really entitled or get many benefits, but you seem to want to sit on what they call the dole or claim benefits, mm-hmm. complain about foreigners coming in and taking yeah. all the work. While you're doing nothing yourself. Yes. Nothing with your life, not yeah. making any effort. And, and don't get me wrong. So they were just I, taking advantage Complaining. Some people were, not all. Okay. Don't get me a wrong. lot of them. Like that, that's that's what kind of. I could see the trap people fell into. Yeah. Okay. Um, and but what I'm saying is, I think if you have grown up thinking a certain thing is the that's the way it is. Mm. So if you've grown up and your family have survived on the welfare state, yeah. then you do probably start to have an opinion mm. that that is your entitlement and your yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Therefore, whilst it, it, it frustrated me, I'm not saying that there weren't some good people mm-hmm. or people that were trying to make things mm-hmm. better and that there are times when the state, the, the cycle of poverty can work against you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but I equally did see people. Now, we, we mentioned Streetwise before. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a little story for you. We had um, a delicatessen that was closing down. What is that? Excuse me. A delicatessen is um, where they sell f- like food from, oh, from some sp- like fancy, 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 fancy food. Yeah, delicatessen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. 
So this one in in the financial crisis mm-hmm. was closing down. Yeah. So I remember they they said we would rather you as a charity have it, all all the all the stock, whatever we can give to you because basically, you know, we'd rather it go somewhere good. You know. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so nice of people. <laughs> so I'm getting all this stock. Okay. <laughs> And I've got people who are streetwise, who... Um, you mean on your team? No, no, the clients. Oh, the clients. The clients that are, are streetwise. Okay. Okay. So I've got people with mental health problems, people with drug problems, people with alcohol problems. Yeah. Streetwise people. Okay. And some of them, to be fair, a lot of drug users are going to be streetwise because mm-hmm. they've had to survive on the street. Because they had no choice, yeah. Okay. So... Of all the things that we, the chef looked at the food and said, right, Michaela, I can use this, this and this, and the rest of it you can give direct to the clients. Yeah. And I got told that some of the clients had taken bay leaves. So, you know, like the... Oh, the, the alcoholic drink. No, 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 not, not bay leaves. Oh, you mean the... Like bay leaves, sorry. Oh, bay, bay leaves. leaves. So, you know, you put it in like bolognese to, to flavour the food. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a herb, but you can oh, like, the actual the actual leaf, a bay oh, leaf. Oh, okay. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, they apparently they'd taken bay leaves. Okay. Chopped them up, and persuaded one of my users that had serious mental health problems, but a love of cannabis, oh. and sold it to him as cannabis. Ooh. Now this is a person that was vulnerable. Okay. Arguably, the Class A users are also vulnerable because they are prepared to, to target somebody that's also vulnerable mm. to get their benefits from them so they could go and score some more heroin. But it made me very cynical yeah. and very sad in a way as well mm. to be in this industry. In this, you know, where I'm thinking, oh God, you know. It's like never, in, it's yeah. like never ending story, or it doesn't. It keeps coming back, and yeah, we we had says whatever you do, it's just so there's there's a shop that's going out of business that's trying to help people that's saying yeah. here help, right? Yeah, and then some people with um, who streetwise go ah right, I will take the bay leaves, I will chop them up, I will put them into a little bag, and I will sell them to an elderly yeah. gentleman who has mental health problems, yeah. but a love of cannabis, mm. which didn't help his mental health problems, to be fair, <laughs> and then I'm gonna charge him probably an inflated price and sell him what is basically something I would flavour mincemeat with (laughs) and tell him it's weed. Well... You get very cynical doing that job. Yeah, you do. So, did that job... So that was the last straw that broke the chemist's back? No, 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 no. no, (laughs) It's coming later. (laughs) I'm I'm what they call a glutton for punishment, so no. I then then went to work with children, uh, again back in the the, um, accommodation sector. Mm -hmm. Didn't like the organisation, was very um, insular. Basically, I was there eight months. My confidence took a big knock. Hmm. Um, And I went to manage a unit for young people leaving care. Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to teach them that you've only got a certain amount of money Mm. and you can't demand that you can only ever eat Heinz baked beans. You might actually have to go for the supermarket-owned brand that's 50p less per tin (laughs) and (laughs) and things like that. Um, Budgeting skills, basically home economics. And do you realise that you you need to wash your sheets more than once a year? That, That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so life skills, they call mm-hmm. it. Uh, did that, um, 
that unit closed because of funding issues so then I was transferred to a children's home Mm -hmm. and in the UK we have an an organisation called Ofsted and basically they're very particular people um, with their little kind of clipboard that come round and assess what you're doing Mm -hmm. and the kids can be happy and healthy but if you haven't ticked a box then you'll get told off Mm. Um, so I did that for about two years but it was a lot of on call i.e. you have to keep your phone on you you might get a call at two o'clock in the morning Mm. Uh, take a shift which you're not supposed to be on go into work in the morning so and so not coming in so you have to sleep here tonight not very convenient no and it got too much so I left that job are we getting to yeah we are (laughs) Under, under the understanding that I was going to a Monday to Friday nine to five taking a pay cut but being closer to home 14 months down the line, no. I'm doing lots more weekend work, not so much on call, mm. and because it wasn't residential, I never had to do a sleep in, mm-hmm. which was great. Mm-hmm. But I just got to a point where I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm good enough. I've, I've done this now for 15 yeah. years. Yeah, similar type of job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair to my employers, I was allowed to maintain my passion for travel because mm-hmm. they would let me save up my annual leave. Okay. So I would generally go away once a year for three, three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. I would usually make it part of my um, diving, scuba diving part yeah. of my holiday. But, uh, I've done a lot in South Asia. Skydiving, all that. No, I've done that since it's expensive. But you know, <laughs> scuba diving, traveling. Yeah. Um, so I've probably been to around about 12, 13 countries over that time had a fantastic time and each time I would meet people that were teaching English as a foreign language my first question so it was like a bee in your bonnet yeah 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 it's always kind of as we say (laughs) rattling around you know an idea and I kept saying well why how how can you teach English if you don't speak Tamil if you're in Sri Lanka or Thai if you're in Thailand and they would always go ah you just do and I was like okay and one of my cousin's children had done it and I met with her, had again this idea and I actually, when she told me about it, for the first time in a long time I felt excited. Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe I could. So for me, to your listeners, it has been a big step. Uh-huh. I've rented my house out, I've left my car with my parents, which I'm still having to pay for because I'm on a contract and it doesn't expire till next year. <laughs> um, and... I came out, I went to Barcelona in May, mm-hmm. I did my CELTA course. Okay, and um, just the question is, should, shouldn't we leave this for another podcast? Because it's been absolutely great Probably. talking yeah. to you, like you are an amazing talker. <laughs> You've told us a lot of interesting stuff, I'm sure oh. the listeners will be... Will be uh, Asleep by now, because no, I bored them. No, <laughs> quite the opposite. <laughs> I've this this is fascinating stuff to listen to, and I think you threw in a lot of interesting vocabulary as well. And that's what some of my vocabulary hunters are after. Oh, will they? So, yeah. Maybe, um, they'll, maybe they'll write back to you or something and say, <laughs> you know, she, she put that in the wrong order and you will probably find that with native speakers. I'm, I'm sure it's Or we've used it in the wrong context. <laughs> and I also think you're very funny. So that's, it's just um, a wonderful mixture of everything okay. we have on this podcast. So we are really pri- privileged. However, I know you have got some planning to do tonight for tomorrow's lesson. Planning. So I don't want to hold no. you up. 
any longer. And can you promise to come back to our podcast? Because this has been wonderful and we need to hear about your stories of becoming an English teacher. Yes, I will come back. Great. Thanks. Okay. No Thanks. problem. See you later. Bye. You. Bye.